0: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. What's up to my people? I appreciate you all and hope you're all having a great day here in Central and Upstate New York, Central Florida. That's where Mike Sofka is, and that's the second home of Wake Up Call with dance tour as the state of Florida. So whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, up and down the East Coast, the Midwest, the West Coast, I hope you're having yourself a day to be remembered for all the right reasons and that you're enjoying it. And if you're feeling cold, God forbid, I hope that you know it's 50 degree cold and not 12 degree cold, but I hope that you're enjoying your day and I hope you're having some fun and we appreciate you being here as always. So thank you for joining Wake Up Call. We're inside of the second hour of the show, which is the Fantasy Football Power Hour, and we're having a good time here. We have two games to talk about. Typically, Mike and I are used to talking about 16 games so this is a little bit of a shift for us we only have to talk about two but fantasy never sleeps just as FanDuel and DraftKings and company so we are here to discuss the fantasy and reality side of the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship and in the NFC Championship the New Orleans Saints hosting the LA Rams but before we could do any of that we got to bring the man into the show to see what's going on with him Mr. Mike Sofka how are we doing today? Awesome. How you doing? Doing very well and and, and let me ask you this cuz I had Kansas City and I had New Orleans. So they're still very much alive. So I'm feeling good about, you know, what's coming up here in the playoffs. Did you have this was was this a w- is this a reality for you or were there other teams that you thought were going to squeak by? Well, uh,
1: it doesn't surprise me that these are the final four teams. I I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a big prognosticator and this and that it's the top four seeds basically everybody knew it was going to be these teams based on their performance on the field all year long but you can't take away what is going to happen this weekend when both of these teams met previously i think it was week six uh for the pats and kc and i think it was week nine or eleven for uh the saints and the rams both of those games put up like 80 points so, regardless of the snow, regardless of the cold, I mean, the 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 the, the wise guys in Vegas have set the totals both about the same fifty six, fifty seven for both the indoor game with the Rams and the Saints, any outdoor one degree weather type game with the Patriots at the Chiefs. So, I don't think they anticipate anything being slow this weekend. I think there's a lot of fantasy points to be had. I think it's going to be an exciting weekend. I think. Uh, Sunday is definitely going to be an awesome day to watch football. If you're participating in any type of fantasy contest or sport or what have you, you know, in the playoffs or playoff fantasy, there's going to be a lot of points. So you just want to make sure you're selecting the right guys, of course, because what we've seen from certain coaches, like the coach of the Evil Empire, Bill Belichick, you know, uh, a guy can score five touchdowns one week, and you'll never see him again. So you just never know. You know, there's guys that haven't performed yet. wouldn't surprise me at all to see Rex Burkhead come out and lead the lead the team in rushing and touches or something is what I'm saying. It's probably not going to happen, but that's Belichick. I mean, where has Gronkowski been? Yet here you see a matchup coming up with the the, the – the, uh, Patriots and the Chiefs, where the Chiefs give up the most points in the league to opposing tight ends. Yeah, last week, Gronk only had, I think, one reception. He was a great blocker last week and helped James White, you know, move the ball out of the backfield after his 15 receptions. So I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of Gronk this weekend. I think there's a lot of stories inside the games. I, I, it's an exciting day of football on Sunday. I'm, I'm, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, this weekend is going to be jam-packed with excitement. We're going to know who's going to the Super Bowl. So there's going to be a lot to you know be had this weekend. And this is where, even if you don't have a dog in the race, people tend to watch and, and tend to get excited about what's to come because, you know, the Super Bowl is one of the – I mean, it's like the NCAA Final Four. Even if your team's not in it, you're still going to watch it. It's just one of those things that happens. So, you know, we – To start off with the storylines of Kansas City and New England, you know we have Travis Kelsey and we have Rob Gronkowski. Kelsey, the tight end of Kansas City. Rob Gronkowski, who you mentioned, the tight end of New England. Rob Gronkowski is, I mean, he's 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 one of the he's one of the best weapons that are out there in the NFL. He's one of the weapons you can never underestimate. But on the other side of it is who I consider to be the best tight end in the nation above him is Travis Kelsey. He's utilized more in the offense, and he has done more to get the team where they are right now in the playoffs than Rob Gronkowski has done with the Patriots. So who is the best tight end in the NFL?
1: Oh, I like Travis Kelsey just like you had mentioned. I think right now because of attrition, because of time, because of the, the punishment that a Gronk has you know, experienced received as that dominant tight end for so many years. I mean, this takes me back to the days of Shaquille O'Neal in Orlando. He was a freak, over 300 pounds, 7 feet tall. And guys would have to literally hack him a lot harder than than most other guys to for a foul, for a common foul, for, you know, just to go up and shoot the ball. So, you, you know, for Gronk to get taken down to the ground, he's got to take that many more hits. And that's just because of the explosive, powerful, you know, sizable player that he is, you know, he, and, and he's able to endure those hits. But, you know, I, I, I don't know about anybody listening, but you know, I'm getting up there in age and I'm starting to feel those hits now, you know, they, they, they inch up on you later on and, and, and if Gronk's starting to feel those now, these are hits he probably took 10, 15 years ago in some sort of, you know, whether it be with the Patriots or, 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 or when he was in college. You know, some of these things linger after a while. And, you know, you have knees and ligaments and soft tissue problems that just linger on. And, you know, you get enough of those over time. Everything hurts. These guys are taking medications, I'm sure, and doing what they have to do to make sure they're on the field. But at the same time, I think the Patriots have done a wonderful job in managing Gronk's touches and managing through his injuries, and as you see, it hasn't really affected their game. Now, I think Travis Kelsey is a bigger part of the KC offense, whereas especially with the departure of Kareem Hunt, not to take anything away from Damian Williams, but Kareem Hunt was a you know, much more explosive player. I think Damian Williams has done a fine job, but I think that puts more pressure on a Travis Kelsey. Now, the Patriots' defense is relatively soft in some areas, and he's going to find a lot of success. And I do feel that Gronk and Kelsey could be two of the top fantasy scorers this weekend. So if you have the opportunity to play both in a daily situation, I encourage that. But, you know, time will tell, and the game plan is the game plan. And, you know, who knows? James White had 15 receptions last week. He may not have any this week. That's the way Belichick goes. So it's going to be interesting. I like Kelsey, though. I think you're right on. I think he is the best. Tight end in the game right now, but if we were able to put Gronk up maybe a couple years ago versus Kelsey right now, I think it would be a, pretty much dead even.
0: Yeah, you know, and and that's the thing is, you know, how meaningful are these guys to their team, and and how and and where you know where do they fit in the grand scheme of things? And right now, you know, there's more like you said. There, I mean, and, and I agree with this. It's more of a lean on Travis Kelsey than it is on you know, Rob Gronkowski. But here's the thing about the Patriots, Mike. The Patriots are that team that everybody wants. I mean, every it happens. How many times does it happen year after year after year, right? The Patriots, oh, they lost their first game of the season. Oh, they lost to the Dolphins. Oh, the Patriots are weaker than they have been. Oh, Rob Gronkowski's going to retire and he's going to become an actor. Oh, they're injured. Oh, look, we have Tom Brady on the on the you know injury report for a hangnail on his pinky. You know, there's all of this stuff that goes on every single year. Tom Brady's on the injury report, plays totally fine. What happened last year? Oh, he's got a gash by his thumb. He's not going to be able to throw the ball. He's not going to have zip on it. You know, we we hear these things over and over and over again. Oh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are fighting and Bill Belichick's fighting with Bob Kraft as well, and Bob Kraft loves Tom Brady, but Bill Belichick's getting sick of it, and he wanted his quarterback, and why is Jimmy Garoppolo? We hear all this drama. We hear all this craziness. We hear everything going on every single year, and what ends up happening after all of this? The Patriots are still in the Super Bowl or almost in the Super Bowl? What do you think about the Patriots this year as every, as as once again, like nobody's seen history, like nobody's watched this movie before, when you get a kiss on both sides of your face by an Italian and they ask you how your family is, you're not making it out of the room. Yet when it happens with the Patriots, people think, I think I'm going to get home okay today. What what's your thought on the fact that, that the Patriots are still considered, even this year, after all of the drama that always happens that doesn't really mean much anything, they're still considered an underdog right now?
1: Yeah, well, you know, they've put themselves in this position by not totally locking down the home field. But, you know, they came close enough. I mean, what what is this? How many AFC championships is this in a row? Like 11 or something oh. to, think Tom Brady's been, like, 13. I, he's won, what, eight? I, I did, and then five rings. I mean, this is just ridiculous. That's why you hear all these nitpicky little things. Everybody picks on the guy at top. Everybody wants to be number one. He's the target. He's as high as you can go. It's the ceiling. And when you're number one for so long, now I'm not saying you have to win the Super Bowl, but if you look at this, Tom Brady's definitely led a dynasty with the Patriots. Luck... Uh, pairing game plan, Belichick, whatever it is, put it aside. The two common denominators every single year are Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. That's the evil empire, man. That's that. Th- that is exactly what it is. What was the name of uh, Darth Vader's boss there? The guy that was in charge of the whole evil empire there? Do
0: you know? Darth Vader's. I, I got to think about this now. You're going to put me in this situation. It's um. <laughs> yeah is it oh man hold on that's all right that's that's bill
1: belichick okay that's bill belichick and darth vader is tom brady
0: darth sidious darth sidious there you go yeah he's just he's just killing everybody out
1: there he's doing what he's supposed to do you know he's getting the orders from from the command and he's he's just he's slaying everybody nobody can beat this guy it's almost like an Antichrist type kind of thing I know I'm out there and I apologize but it is what it is it's how can you keep weaning on such a consistent basis for so long and nobody else can do it Don't tell me you're that much better than everybody else It's a combination of things it's a it's a combination of the wisdom over the years and and how to use it as preparation we know Tom Brady's one of the biggest uh, preparers in the game even when he came in in his rookie year before he even started. Uh, There's a lot of evidence of that. This guy prepared to be the starter, even though he wasn't at the time. So there's a lot of things that come into this. This just doesn't happen. This just isn't by chance. And that's why everybody hates them. They all want to be that guy. It's jealousy. It's winning. Winning converts to dollars in the the NFL and in the sports world. You know, that's what they're there for. That's what they compete for. And the Patriots do a bang-up job of doing it. And, you know, little things are going to come out. Because what are they going to say? Oh, you're not winning enough games. It's because of this? No. Everybody wants to find the chink in the armor. Everybody wants to find the weak spot, the soft spot, the problem. They're waiting for the left shoe to drop. They're creating these things, kind of like the media today in politics seems to be creating opportunities and creating storylines and becoming the news and, and supplanting themselves to create news. Well, that's kind of the same thing here with the Patriots. Nobody, If, if the Patriots are not your team, and there's 31 other people out there, there's 31 <laughs> other teams that are saying they're we're, the Patriots aren't our team, everybody's coming for you, and these things happen. The Evil Empire is going to continue to win games. They're going to have an impressive showing in the championship game, win or lose. I I do have them coming up just a little short, but at the same time, it's the Evil Empire, and God bless them for making it this far once again.
0: Yeah, you know, they did it again. They squeaked it out again. They weren't supposed to be a top-two seed. They weren't going to get a bye in the first round. They weren't going, you know, they were like, lo- they were looking like they were falling apart. Can they get it together? Are they going to be strong enough? Are they going to be fast enough? Are they going to be good enough? Is it over? I mean, I, I mean, it's a broken record. How many times have we heard they're not going to, they can't, they won't, it's not going to happen? I mean, I stated it a few minutes ago. I'm stating it again. I've stated it throughout. That this Patriots team that everybody wants to say, yeah, there's no way, there's no way they're gonna do it again, Dan. They're not gonna, they're not gonna continue to win. They're gonna struggle. Yeah, okay. Well, are they struggling right now? Really, they're struggling in another AFC Championship game. Well, the game's not at home, so I guess maybe that's a struggle that it's not in Foxborough. But I'll tell you this, Mike. It feels like it was. 9 years ago that I was at the AFC Championship game when they were going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars at Foxborough. How how long ago does it feel for you cuz I don't feel like last year is when I was sitting in Foxborough. I feel like and and it's the season that Jacksonville had. I feel like I I haven't been there in years even though it was just a year ago really to the date.
1: Yeah, well when you're losing it takes forever. When you're winning time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. So You know, for the Patriots, it seems like just yesterday, but, but for yourself, you you know, we, you know, the Jags struggled. It was was a tremendous struggle. And you're going to see this continually. If you look at the final four from last, from last year, half those teams aren't around. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Minnesota. Okay, look at Jacksonville. Look how far off these teams dropped in, in, in just one year. We're going to see the same thing next year. And I think this year it's going to be we're going to see the Patriots drop off a little bit more next year. I think age and, and time and attrition is going to catch up to them. And, you know, may, maybe an injury or a retirement or something comes out from the, from the loser, or the Rams, or, or, or the Saints uh, situation. And, you know, those numbers prove right. But if you go back several years, the teams that. Make it to the championship game and just come up short. One of two things happens. They come back and they win it all the following year or you don't hear from them for a couple of years. And that's exactly what happened with Jacksonville. And well, that's why time is so long for you. I'm sorry to make you suffer so long, but the Patriots fans would disagree and say it feels like just yesterday.
0: Yeah, you know, so it is. I mean, it's, it's it's a sad moment. It's a tough moment. But, you know, you, you, you got to barrel through it, and it is a very strange that it was only a year ago when I feel like it's it's, it's, felt, it's felt like such a long time since I had the opportunity to be at the AFC Championship game. But it's going on. I know we've talked about it a little bit, Mike, but let's get into the fantasy value of it all before we take a step aside. Kansas City, New England, to those of you playing DraftKings and FanDuel's Daily Fantasy and whatnot, what would you like to say to the people out there about this game? And make sure you let us know who you're choosing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in the KC game, I, I think, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious. I'm, I'm going to go with the home field team just simply because they're home. But I also like a young, athletic Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the number one quarterback left out of the crew. I think he's got the best opportunity. And it's kind of, con- you know, it, it, it's kind of funny because the, the irony of the thing is I think his defense that is on his same team, the Kansas City defense, I think they're relatively soft against the pass. So I think this isn't going to encourage a high-scoring game, no matter how cold, no matter what the weather is, simply by the tempo. Now, I think there's an opportunity for Belichick to keep the game in control by running the ball. And they've got an outstanding running back in Sonny Michel, and they got a partner of his in the PPR format like DraftKings James White and you saw that last week with 15 catches that's huge and Sony Michelle's the the number one runner there but as we said before you can't discount a Rex Burkhead coming in and blowing everybody's mind or a Rob Gronkowski game plan taking the game over by storm because Casey's so weak against the the tight ends well you gotta look at another guy too you gotta look at the receivers for the Patriots Julian Edelman Julian Edelman's gonna have a field day especially in a PPR format he's a guy I like as well So you got a guy they can dink and dunk with in James White. You got a guy they can catch over the middle with Julian Edelman. You can send Gronk on any route, a seam, a post, whatever. He's going to dominate whoever he's up against. It's a tremendous mismatch. So I think the Patriots are going to be forced to throw the ball and be forced to keep up with Patrick Mahomes because I think Patrick Mahomes has the ability, well, with a Damian Williams who's been playing well lately to move the ball on the ground, with a Travis Kelsey, do the same thing with the Gronk, you know, over the middle and and even on some seams or some posts, he's outstanding. And then you look at the receiver. they got the fastest guy in the NFL, Tyreek Hill. He's a number two guy on the receiver board for me this week. So he's going to be a big play type kind of guy. But you got to wonder, how is the game going to play out? I like Belichick to try to control the clock. But I think the home field and I think the youth of Patrick Mahomes and the ability he has to make everybody around him better and the outstanding athletic plays he's able to make as he orchestrates that, that march down the field. I think if KC can get their share of the possession clock, they're going to end up winning, and that's going to be the goal. You know, one of these teams is going to win a time of possession, and one of these teams is going to end up winning the game, and those both might be the same team, and I think it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I have the Chiefs in this one as well. You know, I have them winning this game. I'm, gonna, I'm I, Obviously, I'm sticking with... You know my my prognostication of the past, and, and that was the Chiefs and the Saints going to the Super Bowl against each other. You know, you think Chiefs Rams, you think Chiefs Saints, and you know the I, I think we don't lose if it's Chiefs Saints or Chiefs Rams. As fans of the game, I don't think we lose at all if this situation. You know, if that happens, I think the Chiefs getting into it and then whoever they're playing. But you know, Drew Brees just turning forty, his completion numbers are awesome. He's throwing to anybody who's willing to play wide receiver and come out, you know, come out of the stands and come downstairs. Alvin Kamara's doing his thing. Mark Ingram came back after his suspension. He's hanging out and he's doing his work as well. They're, you know, they're working with this young girl on the sidelines who's drawn up plays for him in a really awesome video that you should check out if you haven't yet. So they're a phenomenal story from a phenomenal place and You know, I'm feeling good about it. On the fantasy side of it, when we go to this Chiefs Patriots game, obviously James White, who, you know, Mike made mention of, caught fifteen passes. They didn't have him run the ball a single time. And that is because, like I told you, they don't go out and get number one they don't get they, they don't get their number one running back in the draft ever. Okay, this is not something that, that they typically do. They go find somebody who nobody knows about, who everybody forgot about, who's problematic or whatever it may be, and they turn them into something great. I mean, it's it, it, whatever the water is, the holy grail for everybody looking for it, the chalice is located in Foxborough. And we see that a guy like James White, who maybe wouldn't even be on a practice squad anywhere else, he doesn't have to run the ball because he is Tom Brady's out. He's Tom Brady's Kevin Falk that used to be there. He's 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 the guy that they can just dunk the dink and dunk that pass to and let him go off and do what he needs to do. He's always going to be there as the blocker and then just kind of sneak out to the outside, stand there and wait. And if Tom needs him, he's going to catch that pass for a yard or two, and he's going to take it for a first down. James White is one of the most lethal players on that team, especially in the playoffs. Go to look at that Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So James White is worth the play. Sony michelle they did go first round. They did go get a, a running back, which meant that he was going to start. It meant that he was going to play. They never go find a name and Sonny Michel was already a name in Georgia. He had played at a national championship. He almost took down the Big Bad Wolf and Nick Saban in the Alabama Crimson Tide. So Sony Michelle getting that pick by the Patriots meant they were going to run him like a workhorse, and that's what he's been. Sonny Michelle's worth the play. James White's worth the play. Rob Gronkowski's worth the play, but not as big as Travis Kelsey. And then you look at Julian Edelman, He's a possession guy for them. He's the guy that they trust in. The Edelman that used to be the Welker, that's the guy that they go to. Tom Brady, obviously worth it. On the other side of it, I'd love to tell you Kareem Hunt, but the -the off-the-field stuff took away one of the greatest weapons that they had in the game. However, how has Kansas City responded to switching their quarterback? They're the number one team in the AFC. How have they responded to losing Kareem Hunt, who had almost 1,800 yards from scrimmage last season, by continuing to win? And almost completely blow out the Colts. So, I think this team is going to be okay. I was a little bit nervous when Kareem Hunt wasn't a part of the team anymore, but ultimately, look at what they've done with what they've had. I haven't Said the Chiefs weren't going to go, and look at how the Chiefs have backed up what they're doing and backed up the fact that they switched their quarterback and it's working. It's working better, and they don't have their running back and they're finding ways to get it done. So, Damian Williams, not a bad guy to put out there for you. Probably not too expensive. Travis Kelsey's worth the play. Tyreek Hill is the home run type of guy, and Pat Mahomes is your dude. So, you know, to me, those are the guys that you got to put out there. It doesn't look as attractive as you know, the Kareem Hunt package that was Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Pat Mahomes, but this team is winning. They made the right decision to tell somebody who obviously needed some time away from the game to take some time away from the game. So I like the Chiefs to win this game. I think that there's talent on both sides. I think the running backs are scary for the Patriots, but I think the Chiefs running backs have held their own, and ultimately Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, to me, are just too good to pass up. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satorra for a fast break. When we come back, Mike and I will discuss the other game and so much more in just a moment.
1: This is a Wake Up Call fast break.
0: The Wildcats Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is located on 3680 Milton Avenue. 315- for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers as well as beyond for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, Something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Pendant and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is pen and trophy browse their products on penandtrophy.com that's penandtrophy.com and call them for more information at 315-422-8797 that's 315-422-8797 Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortor on Wake Call D T your one stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake call. DT, proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from nine AM to eleven AM Eastern Time. We are inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour every single week with Mike Sofka in the second hour of Thursday's broadcast. We're letting you know what's going on in fantasy and in reality and we are discussing the obviously AFC and NFC championship games as we get set for the Super Bowl coming up here. Mike and I have both selected the Chiefs. We've given you our advice on the Chiefs and the Patriots in fantasy. So proudly brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus and the Penn and Trophy Center of East syracuse new york we are here to discuss the second game which is the rams at the saints mr sofka what do you think about this one
1: yeah this one's the more interesting of the two games in my opinion based on i don't know who the winner is going to be you know and i say that brad you know brashly. i know that uh you know i can't possibly know who the winner of the chiefs game is going to be i just i feel stronger about the chiefs winning. This game wouldn't surprise me if the Rams come back and win, just like they almost came back and won this game when they played back in Week Nine. Saints jumped out behind Alvin Kamara, and then Michael Thomas had a had a huge day. I think he went over two hundred yards receiving, and that uh, you know kind of helped the Saints, especially when you consider part of that game plan was to target Marcus Peters. And there's been a lot of fun stuff in the media and social media, et cetera. And, uh, You know, they're going to have a nice bowl of gumbo together and what the coach said on the sideline to the player and what the player said to the coach and all this. I think it's funny. I think it's great. I think it adds to it. I think it's a storyline. You know, that's why professional wrestling has done so well in this country. Men want not only the sports, the competitive aspect, but they like the entertainment part of it as well. It's juicy stuff, and everybody likes that stuff because it leads. It's off-the-field stuff that translates to on-the-field, and the on-the-field stuff translates to the off-the-field stuff. It all works together, and you know, sick or not, that's the reality of it. I think the team that's more capable of running the ball is going to have more success in this one. You know, we've got two great quarterbacks. Breeze is obviously the senior here, obviously the future Hall of Fame quarterback, 40-year-old, you know, and the same Tom Brady echelon. So we're seeing the young quarterback like we are at Mahomes and now Goff. You know, we're seeing the, the offensive minds on both sides, and uh, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. And then you got, you know, the, the, the how, how can you say anything bad about the Rams coaching staff? I mean, Everybody's trying to emulate what they got going on there. Everybody wants a McVeigh for their coach and they want a young guy and you know you got guys that were ball boys for McVeigh getting interviews for jobs because they 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 brought him water one time you know it's it's just ridiculous. everybody wants that connection to that coaching tree. Well, they're not all going to get it. Look, Todd Gurley's going to have to run the ball and run the ball well, but they don't have to rest the whole game on his shoulders. We saw that evident last week with C.J. Anderson getting a a bunch of touches. And C.J. Anderson, I'm sorry, you know, as powerful and as great as he's been lately, it's the Rams offense because C.J. Anderson looks like two or three Big Macs short of 300 pounds right now, but he's able to use that weight. So I get it. But, you know, how can you argue against – Jared Goff, who might be able to pick on an Eli Apple. Eli Apple, I think, is the Marcus Peters of their team. I think he covers well, but I think he gets picked on, and I think teams aren't afraid to target him. So I think the Rams are going to do kind of what the Saints are going to do. They're going to find that soft spot in the zone. They're going to find that soft DB, and they're going to pound the ball in that area and that's what they were able to do last time in the Saints and that's what the Rams are going to try to do with an Eli Apple. Look, I got golf and breeze about even on this 2 and 3, 3 and 2, however you want to put it on my rankings this week. I think some of the difference is going to be in the running attack. You got a Kamara who's obviously the top guy, especially in a PPR format. He's going to catch the ball and he's going to run the ball as well. Mark Ingram's going to contribute, but I don't think he's going to contribute like CJ Anderson did last week. But it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Now the challenge is running against that interior line pressure that the Rams have. Aaron Donald and Dominic and Sue, these guys can run run stop and they can get after the as quarterback on a blitz as well. So it's gonna be a challenge to run the ball that way. They gotta scheme around it. They gotta run right at the blitz. They gotta go around. It. And I think they have the guys in the Alvin Kamara who can get outside. I also think they have a guy that can stretch the field in New Orleans, and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas with the huge game last time. I think you're going to see him picking on uh, Marcus Peters, but he can't control who covers him, so look for them to change that up and maybe put in the keep to lead on Michael Thomas. So I think on the other side of the ball, the Robert Woods. Robert Woods has been fascinating as the number two. He's been playing like a number one. I think he's like a 1A receiver. Well, he's going up against the number two corners. So he may be going up against Eli Apple here. He may be the, the the guy that they're targeting in this game. As a matter of fact, I think that's so much the case. I've got him the number one ranked wide receiver this week. Now, tight end, I don't think either one of these guys are going are gonna to get anything done. I don't think you're going to see anything from a Josh Hill or a Ben Watson. Tyler Higbee, they always seem to mention his name, but you know you don't see a lot of production. Gerald Everett, I don't think he can cash in on any of these guys this weekend. So stay with the other game. Stay with the Kelsey and the Gronks in the tight end position. But, again, I, I'm going to go with the the Saints here as the home team. I think the Saints have a tremendous opportunity. I think the Saints have everything going their way. I think it's going to be a, an excellent story. I think they're, they're playing out of their minds. Their defense has been much improved over the year. And I think the Saints are going to win. I think the Saints are going to cover. I think the Saints are going to win bigger than people think. But again, it would not surprise me if the Rams found, found that magic potion here as the young and up, upcoming team here and uh, ended up coming out of New Orleans with victory. But I'm going to take the
0: Saints here. Yeah, you know, this is going to be a really good game. And, and I think it's going to be, like you said, you don't know what's going to happen in this game. And, and I said you know, before the break, before the fast break, that whoever wins, we win. It's not Alien vs. Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. We're in good shape here. If the Chiefs go up against the Rams or the Saints, it's good stuff, but... You know, I'll, my pick from the beginning has been the Saints, and I've been a Drew Brees fan for a really long time. The fact that he's 40 years old that could win another Super Bowl is tremendous, and it just makes me feel good that I've seen Peyton Manning do something special and Drew Brees as well. But Drew Brees in a different situation where Peyton Manning could lean more on the defense when he was at Denver, where Drew Brees is still churning this thing for the New Orleans Saints and and still that leader for the team. And not that Peyton Manning's not a leader by any stretch of imagination. I don't want to say that. Just Peyton didn't have to do as much as Drew Brees is continuing to do. And I give them both a lot of credit. And, and ultimately, I would love to see Drew Brees move forward. But Jared Goff on the other side and fantasy value, this is good stuff. You got a 40-year-old guy on one side, and you got a two-year starter on the other side because Jeff Fisher wouldn't let him go out there the first year. So, you know, for what Jared Goff has done, and for where he's at right now, he's got a big stage for being a really young quarterback, and he can take a lot from Drew Brees. Might want to pick his brain when they're, you know, listening to their Dre Beats or Bose headphones when they're throwing the ball at the beginning in the dome of this game. Might want to go over there, shake his hand, and say, hey, you got any advice for me? You got any thoughts for me? Because Jared Goff could could definitely learn a lot, but the man's doing a tremendous job coming out of California. Big ups to him. He's worth the play. Todd Gurley's worth the play, and uh, C.J. Anderson is too. I mean, we all thought that Todd Gurley was going to be the guy, right? That they were saving him and waiting, and he's going to get the ball, and and he's going to be the workhorse, and then they bring in, CJ Anderson during the season. Look what CJ Anderson did in this last game. Couple touchdowns and helped to be the separation. I mean, without CJ Anderson, they don't beat the Cowboys when you look at the numbers of the touchdowns. So You know, without those rushing touchdowns, then we're not talking about the Rams here. Which you know they only won by eight, thirty to twenty-two over the Cowboys. So C.J. Anderson's worth the play, and it's good to see him back at it. Brandon Cooks is as well. Robert Woods tremendous. He's been a huge addition to this. I would say Cooper Cup if he was healthy. He's not, but obviously, you know the the spirit of Cooper is going to be with the team in this game, and he'll be there on the sideline. But I like Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson. Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods of the Rams. And, and I agree with Mike. You know, Tyler Higbee, his name pops up here and there. But I told you to play him in, you know, disaster situations, injuries, or bye weeks. I've never thought that he's the guy that you need to be starting out there. On the other side of it all, Drew Brees. How about this? Drew Brees is there at quarterback for the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater, who's been brought up as maybe he should go to the Jaguars, maybe should he he go here, there, and, and everywhere because he can help teams out and he can you know, help a team move forward. A lot of respect going to Teddy Bridgewater in the here and now, which I think is wonderful, and Taysom Hill, who Eric Dungy of Syracuse has been compared to because he could do a little bit of everything, and he's just good to have on the team. And he uses his trickery, and it works out. I love that the Saints are where they are right now, and they use trickery, and they have fun, and they're still kids in a playground drawing up plays I love that about Sean Payton, and I love it about this team. Drew Brees is worth your play. Elvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, all of them worth putting out there for you. And then outside of that, I would I would also say Michael Thomas. It's good to have Ted Ginn back. It's it's good to have him out there, but I would lean on Michael Thomas more than anybody. And Traquan Smith, if you got a few dollars you want to throw his way, the tight ends I would stay away from as well. There's a bunch of them. Anybody could catch a touchdown pass from Drew Brees. So it's kind of open in the air, unless you're Michael Thomas, then I think you definitely have to put him out there. And I'm sticking with my prediction. I started with the Chiefs and the Saints. I'm not going to waver from what I said in the beginning. Chiefs and Saints, baby, let's make it happen. So let's take our final step aside of the show for a fast break. We're going to keep Mike on the line with us because there's a couple things we have to talk about, including Leonard Fournette sitting down with the Jacksonville Jaguars. What does this mean? As the team moves forward, we'll talk about it inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora in just a moment.
1: This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break.
0: The Wildcats Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat Family-Friendly Sports Pub and Restaurant. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn & Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers as well as beyond for decades. The Penn & Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn & Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is pen and Trophy browse their products on penandtrophy.com that's penandtrophy.com and call them for more information at 315-422-8797 that's 315-422-8797 Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake Up Call your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake DT. Happy to be hanging out here with you every Monday through Friday from nine a.m. to eleven AM Eastern Time. We're here every Thursday in the second hour of the show, like we are right now, with the guy Mike Sofka, Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com, good friend and a tremendous fan- tremendous fantasy football mind. And Obviously, with the NFL and sports in general, always appreciate having Mike on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora and, and proud to have him here with us every single week here on a Thursday. The Fantasy Football Power Hour is proudly brought to you and supported by all of the great companies of Wake Up Call with Dan Titora and and the two that bring you the hour itself. Are The Wildcat Sports Pub and the Penn and Trophy Center. The Wildcat is where you watch all the games, and the Penn and Trophy Center is where you get your trophies like we have, our mini Lombardi and our toilet bowls for our championship winners and our runner-ups, and I'm happy that I'm finally getting a Lombardi. We switched to the Lombardi a couple years ago, and I'm finally getting to put one in my studio And I could not be happier than the way that I feel right now to have to look at those Lombardis, get them made for all of you wonderful winners out there that play in my leagues. I get to hold on to it for a week or two, and then I have to let it go. Well, this time it gets to go in my studio, and it will be here forever. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, Jack, don't let go. Well, I... I I would be grabbing, you know, if I'm trying to save somebody, I would save the Lombardi and save them. Because it's that nice that I have to keep it there. So let me ask Mike about this here. Mike, what do you think about the situation in Titanic? He could have jumped on any one of those debris pieces that are moving by. They were massive. When I watched the movie again, I was like, I, I, I didn't even remember how many debris pieces there were, how big they were. He could have saved himself, and she could have shared that damn door. What are your thoughts on Titanic?
1: Well, I think we need to have a part two to the movie because I think what we need to have is the what ifs. You know, what, she wanted to spend the rest of her life with him, and he knew that. That's why he chose the sink. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no! No. <laughs> <laughs> I know knew you want to spend the rest of your life with me. That's why I'm going to die here now. This is the rest. This is it. This last few seconds. I'm going. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. He realized it. She realized it. And that's what happened. So I think we should have a part two. What if? You know, rewind it, take the movie up until those last few moments. And then, uh, you know, he does climb on a piece of driftwood or something. And they do make it off. And they get stranded on an
0: island somewhere where they meet Elvis and JFK and all those other people we think are dead. Or the notion that he faked his own death and yeah. and made himself look like he was gone and when she started crying and put her head down, he jumped on a piece of debris and he's actually alive living in the same place where Tupac is on an island somewhere in Mexico yes. that nobody knows about. Yes, absolutely. I like it. See? We can make the movie right now. Call us up Spielberg. We're ready for this one. So, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Leonard Fournette, just two years ago, they said, you're our you're our first-round draft pick. You're our workhorse. You could be our franchise back. I said that, in my opinion, he was going to be the first franchise back in Jacksonville since Fred Taylor. And he met my words to a certain extent because only him and Fred have over 1,000 yards rushing as rookie running backs with Jacksonville. Only him and Fred ever in the history of the Jaguars. But he gets injured, and there's questions about his conditioning, and he pissed off Tom Coughlin on the sidelines, allegedly, and how he was acting in his antics with TJ Yeldon at Houston in the final game of this regular season. Not staying healthy, some issues with what he's doing training-wise, so we're looking at his maturity, his commitment to football, his conditioning, his on-field behavior, his production, his health, all of this stuff is coming into question what do you think about the man that was supposed to be a prodigal son of jacksonville who now has a long list of red flags so to speak
1: well it's a shame i mean it's uh you know it's a tremendous talent we knew that coming out but You know, you look at the past year and you know, this isn't what have you done for me lately league. This is a that's great. You did that a long time ago and that's allowing you to get the opportunity now, but what have you done for me lately? And and that's pretty much the way it goes in the NFL. NFL, not for long. Most of these guys have careers of three years for a reason. It's a punishing game physically, mentally, it's grueling, it's a grind. And they get paid well for it. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, not every guy can handle this, and not every guy is a star. I did the math several years ago, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's like .005 of the players that are playing high school football now will ever get the opportunity to step foot as an NFL player on a field. Not be the elite player, not be the Tom Brady, but be the guy that is you know just there on the field, one of the 53 guys, one of the 65 guys. You know, but it's a difficult place to get to. And then when you're there, there's fine degrees of separation. There's very little difference between player A and player Z in a lot of times. Where are those differences made up? In the incidental things, in the off field, in the locker room, in the preparation for the game, in the staying in tuned. These are the easy things for most people, or easier things for most people. The sheer athleticism is the most difficult part. However, you look at this situation with Leonard Fournette, he has that freak athleticism. He has the abilities. He has the the preparation ability. What he doesn't have is what a lot of kids, and I say kids because he's a young guy, what a lot of kids don't have at that age, which is the maturity, and the maturity to handle it, and I don't. Think he's, I don't think he's a bad person at heart. I just think he's caught up in some bad situations. Maybe he's hanging around the wrong people. You know, a lot of these guys hang with a posse or a crew all their life, and, you know, they don't want to forget where they came from. Well, we've said it before, you know. You can't forget where you came from, otherwise you don't know where you're going. But at a certain point, you got to let go of some things. At a certain point, you got to get in line. If you want to get the food at the front of the line, you got to get in line. You can't just rush to the front. A lot of these athletes have been the most talented athletes on the field everywhere they've ever been. So they get coddled. They get handled differently. There's a different set of rules. I understand you can't manage everyone the same. Everyone has to be managed differently. But at the same time, these guys are gold. These guys are untouchable. These guys are elite athletes all their life. And then they get to the NFL, and they run into a guy like a Tom Coughlin who yanks the chain back and says, yeah, yeah, not so much. I'll take this this all the way right now. So that's the reality of it. Guys like Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Fournette, they're excellent athletic ability. But maybe they're not used to losing. Maybe they're not used to being told no. Maybe they're not used to being told you can't have it your way all the time. That's what it is in the NFL because everybody's just as fast as you. Everybody's just as good as you. And there's fine degrees of separation. And if you can't handle those intangibles, you're going to find yourself out of the league relatively shortly, no matter how talented you are on what level. Teams will put up with a lot, especially when they're winning. But if they're losing and you're a problem, like Leonard Fournette last year, You're gonna have what we have now, and you're gonna be where we're at now, where there's a lot of questions about your future.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's where we're sitting at right now is the fact of the matter that, you know, we're in a position where this Jacksonville Jaguars team, anybody is up for question. And this is a team that almost made it to the Super Bowl. They brought back pretty much every single player and they're still in the position that they're in right now. Well, they didn't bring back Dan- Alan Hearns, Dan. Well, he was injured throughout the year. Well, they didn't bring back Alan Robinson. Well, he didn't play the whole season. Well, you know, Mark, I mean, there were so many injuries on this team, and granted, that's a huge part of, of, of I think, why this team didn't have a lot of success. But, you know, getting through it and trying to be together, you see the medal of a team when everybody's happy when you're winning. Everybody's happy when you're winning. Who wouldn't be happy when you're winning? A nut job, okay. But mostly everybody's happy when you're winning games. It's when you're losing that we start to see the true metal of the team, the character of the team. What is the team about? Do they actually love each other? Are they actually a family? Will they stick by each other? It is so easy to say, "I love this guy. I die for this guy." When you're 15 and 0, but when you're when you're 5 and 10, do you have that conversation? Can you say I love this guy? I do anything for this guy. I take a bullet for this guy. Would you say the same things in those situations? And that's the question that comes up. And I don't I think that there's an issue with answering that question on this team right now. And that's why everybody's up for grabs. Everybody's in a position where you could be on the chopping block because of the way that things have been. What do you think about it, Mike? I mean, this is a situation. Is it fair? Is it right? Do you agree with it? that no matter who you are, what your name is, and what you've done, that the Jacksonville Jaguars essentially look like the team that's saying everybody is vulnerable. There is not a person on this team that we're not willing to have a conversation with. Because if you're bringing in Leonard Fournette, you're bringing in the best of them. So what do you think about that? Do you think it's the right thing for Jacksonville to do to say, I don't care who you are, where we drafted you, and how much money we pay you. If you're not going to be for us, then you may not be with us. No, I think it's valid. I think it's business, and that's what the NFL is.
1: Don't forget, this is a business first. You have to have a good product. The product has to be good, but it has to pass your own expectations. You know, if you go into your job, if you work for another person, if you're not self-employed, you know, you go into another job. If you don't do things according to the rules, the regulations, and the way the owner or management wants those things done – you're not going to be around very long no matter how good you are in certain areas. There's certain business fundamentals that need to be followed. Is this good for the company long and short term? Are we winning and making money? If you can't answer positively to both of those questions, Everything else is out the window, man. It doesn't matter. Now, if we are winning and making money, and if we are moving in the right direction long and short term, we're probably not having these conversations, even if these things are going on. Because there's ways to make everybody happy, and that's through winning and money. Money and winning. That's what it's about. And it's a business in the NFL. And I think the Jaguars are well within their rights to have a sit-down with their star player who they're resting the franchise on his shoulders because they don't have a quarterback as a leader right now and they're running a defensive team. And the defensive leader is just as bad as the offensive leader with these allegations, with these tantrums, with this immaturity, with the extracurricular things that they create to their own detriment. You know, the only player that can stop Jalen Ramsey is Jalen Ramsey. The only guy that can Leonard Fournette is Leonard Fournette. And that's what's happening. They're stopping themselves. The Jaguars see this. They're doing the right thing. They're trying to rein this in. And like you said, you're either with us or you're against us. You're either on board or you're off board. You're either in line or you're out of line. You need to make a commitment to yourself and the team. And until you make that commitment to yourself and the team, we don't want you. We don't care how good you are. They can say that now because they've been losing. They can't say that when they're winning. This is being said because they've been losing. Now, where does this take us from here out? It's a leap of faith for the Jags. It's a leap of faith for the Jags to move forward and say, Leonard Fournette is going to be part of the future here. We feel good about the end remarks. Or are the Jags saving face for both them and Fournette? And maybe he's not long for the team, but they realize if they just let him go, they don't get anything in return. See, if you label somebody, nobody else wants to deal with that label. If you say Leonard Fournette's not a team player, he's not a good guy, he can run fast and jump high and does great with the ball in his hands, but he's always injured and he's a cancer in a locker room, and you put all your dirty laundry out there, you've just lowered your trade value. You've just lowered what you can get in return. And the NFL is a business, so maybe there's posturing involved here as well. Nothing can be taken off the table. The one thing that is... Is for sure, though, unless Jacksonville and Leonard Fournette come to terms together and move forward together and win games together, this is going to be a very short-lived relationship.
0: Yeah, and I don't disagree with you with that at all. A final point that I want to make here with Mike Sofka this morning inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour, proudly presented to you by the Wildcats Sports Pub on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. And, of course, with the Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in their new location in East Syracuse. My question for you, Mr. Sofka, to keep with the Jaguars is, are you surprised? With Doug Marone being an old-school, no-nonsense type of guy that doesn't really want to deal with drama... You know, does it seem like the guy to sit down and and have a long conversation about stuff or want to have to even, you know, be around any of that? Not that anybody likes drama. He just seems like the guy that's like, if you hear it, he just gets up, goes to the other kitchen, or goes into the kitchen, makes a bologna sandwich, and wants to sit and watch TV. I don't want to hear about all this stuff. Tom Coughlin comes across as a drill sergeant. So are you surprised that with... Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin, and and namely Tom Coughlin in the building. Are you surprised that there is this drama? Are you surprised these people haven't already been talked to? Maybe they have, and we just don't know because it's hush-hush. But what do you think about the scenario? Because I keep getting the, isn't Tom Coughlin a drill sergeant? Isn't he a no-nonsense guy? How come Leonard Fournette and Jalen Ramsey are allowed to do this, that, and the other if they got Tom Coughlin in the building? What do you think about the Tom Coughlin factor?
1: Tom Conklin being in the building is tremendous. I think we wouldn't even be this far if I'm sorry. They're sending the air raid after me. Jacksonville knows I'm talking to him. I'll be here, a plane in the background.
0: There. I was going to say, are you going to? Are we doing a Mission Impossible this morning? Are you okay? <laughs> Where are you at
1: a Pilates class?
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you feel safe? Is it hot yoga? But yeah, are you are you are you with a beluga whale right now? So yeah. <laughs> you got me off topic it's okay Listen, it's still the
1: bottom line you need to move forward it's a business the NFL is a business and without productivity without everybody pulling the rope the same way the same time together as a team it's not going to work no matter how good of a player you are you're not above the team and I just think that you know either the team or the player are going to move on or maybe both and you know, wouldn't surprise me to see that happen. Wouldn't surprise me to see Jaguars draft a quarterback. I think they're going to chase after Bulls, I think they're going to chase after, um, you know, maybe a a, a plateau, and they're going to correct their quarterback problems internally. And and they're going to have to take another running back. I mean, they're going to lose T.J. Yeldon this year, and it's just surprising to me. I think that we're in a day and age where it is a business. It is dollars and.
0: Yeah, no, and I think we're in a situation right now where they have to figure out, you know, how they want their bread buttered and who they want buttering that bread as they move forward here because it has been it's been a tumultuous time, and it has not been fun by any stretch of the imagination. So my hope is that they can get back on it here and find their wheels and start moving this thing again. To be as close as they've been, they're going to have to find a way to get back there and get back there quick. They didn't taste the playoffs for a decade. To taste it for five seconds and to not taste it for another decade would be a detriment. So you got to stop the bleeding now. You got to figure it out. Right now, it's a cut that you picked at, so there's some scab on it, okay? There's a little scab going on here, but you don't want this to be an open wound that makes you bleed out, so you gotta figure out what you can do. You gotta stop picking at it. You gotta put a Band-Aid on it, some Neosporin, and find your way through this one. Let's see if the Jaguars can do it. With that being said, it's coming from Mike Sofka. We're happy that he made it through the air raid. We still have him with us, and just as I have been tracked in Florida by helicopters, I feel like, Mike seems to be as well. Maybe they're finally picking Us up to drive us out to to fly us out to Oakland to give us the opportunity like everybody else in the in the TV industry and multimedia industry to be a part of something. Well, we'll have to see what we can make of it. For now, Mike, stay safe, stay well, and be on HallOfFameFantasyFootball dot com as always. We look forward to talking with you soon. Sounds
1: like a plan. Here comes two guys in black suits with dark sunglasses. I got to go. I'll talk to you next
0: time. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. That's just the men in black. They want you to forget about some of this conversation. It's okay. <laughs> All right. See you then. All right. I'll see you soon. Coming from Mike Sofka once again, Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame, fantasyfootball.com. For your fantasy football advice, it is year-round. It never goes away, and that's for all the right good reasons, all the beautiful, wonderful reasons. Football is always on when it comes to Mike and I, and if you're smart in fantasy, then you don't forget about it just because the games aren't going on, fantasy value is all over the place. From the transfer, you know, from, from everything that's going on, trans, you know, who's going to be in the draft, who's not in the draft, who's transferring, who's this, who's posturing themselves toward the NFL draft. Then we have the NFL draft. We have OTAs, we have rookie mini camps, we have training camp, the preseason, the NFL season, the playoffs, and then we're right back at it again. We have the combine right after the playoffs. So it never goes away, folks, for all the right reasons. We keep football top of mind for you so that you're never sad and you never have to miss it. So good stuff coming from Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame Make sure you check it out, HallOfFameFantasyFootball.com. And, of course, dt.com, the Fantasy Football tab, and the quick link on the homepage of WakeUpCallDT.com. You can get back to all of our shows in the archive by clicking on Fantasy Football And if you go to the Fantasy Football tab before clicking on it and you see the drop-down menu, you can get the injury report during the season, as well as our predictions all throughout the year, including the championship predictions, which Mike and I have the Chiefs and the Saints in both of these games. And Jordan and John, who join us, the Newman family, who are with us throughout the the year as well. John and Jordan are the same with the Chiefs and the Rams. Mike and I are the same with the Chiefs and the Saints. So let's see if we're right. If the Patriots win, we're all wrong with that one, and somebody's going to be right in the other game. So we'll see what happens from here, and we appreciate you tuning in as always. God bless, and a big thanks to Papa Joe for college football and NFL talk. To Mike Sofka, as always, for Fantasy Football Power Hour, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub and the Pennant Trophy Center. And thank you to you for listening into the show. Wake Up Call with Dan Satora is always on WakeUpCallDT.com. You can go to the archives 24-7 by going to WakeUpCallDT.com, and all the archives are there for you. There's, there's, That's a, a good assortment of them, and there's even more places where we're being carried now and constantly being added to by the grace of God. So you can go to WakeUpCallDT.com and see some of them. The RSS feed, Podbean Podcast, iTunes, YouTube, TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can click on any single one of those, and it'll bring you to the archive of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora shows. You listen every Monday through Friday right here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT and on WakeUpCallDT.com's homepage where MixLR is embedded. And you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CallDT for Twitter. Instagram is at wakeupcall. Underscore DT and on Facebook we're at wake up call DT so those are all the specifics we'll Join you tomorrow morning on the airwaves for TGIF. We'll start off Friday's show as we always do with the Annoying Moment of the Week proudly presented by Carvel DeWitt. We'll get into the segment's significant sound bites with some special voices joining us there at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And in the second hour of the show, we'll be live in studio as well. We'll let you see what the studio looks like. Every single week, we add live video to our live audio, and you can hang out with us on Facebook Live. Facebook.com backslash live now DT. Very easy to remember. Live now and in my initials DT. So check us out on video tomorrow morning. And as always, check us out Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. Have yourselves a tremendous day, folks. Happy Thursday. God bless you. And make sure that you be good to yourself today. Okay, And remember what's important in your life and what matters to you. you got to take care of yourself. It's not about living your life for other people. It's about living it for you. So consult your conscience, consult your heart and your mind, your soul, and be honest with yourself. And then move forward. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have a tough day. It's okay to have a moment. But just don't ever give up on yourself. And don't ever give up on your life. Love yourself up. Be good to you. you got to do it. It's hard sometimes to be honest with yourself, but as much as it may hurt in the beginning, it will help in the present, and it'll build you a nice past and a good future because you're taking care of the now. Have a good day. I'll talk with you soon. God bless you as always. And thank you to everybody that come came out and hung out with us at the Wildcat Sports Pub for peeling back the orange with Dale Shackleford, Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball alum, who joined me on site, on location at the Wildcat Sports Pub on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, to speak on the Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball team. Thank you to everybody that was there, and thank you to everybody that watched our videos. You can see them back by going to facebook.com backslash live now DT and facebook.com backslash wakeupcallDT. You can check them all out, and we appreciate you doing so. So, in the meantime, have a great day. Enjoy your Thursday. I know I will, and God bless. I'll talk to you soon.